McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. I'm going to make my predictions for uh, Healthcare 2020. I think our, our previous guest, Adam Matar from Matar Pacific, uh, was right with technology being the thing that thing of the future, obviously, and, and home health care being important. And that's uh, an interesting point, and, and here's why. Number one, these hospitals are going to be getting uh, penalized for people getting readmitted uh, before a, a certain amount of time, within 30 days, for example, for an issue like congestive heart failure. And one thing you can do to prevent congestive heart failure is to uh, check your weight, for example, checking to uh, make sure that you know th- that if you're if you're gaining fluids, um, chances are there might be an issue, and so that can be handled uh, with uh, certain technologies uh, that already are in existence. And people in uh, uh, the industry are talking about how it, it, telemedicine and other things are going to continue to to grow in the next several years. And so uh, when Adam said, you know, everybody's going to be wanting to stay at home, and if technology is able uh, for them to do that. Uh, I, I think it's going to be uh, uh, probably the, going to be the case, and it's probably going to be uh, better for those that want to stay stay at home. For example, I don't think you need to make an appointment to um, wait in the doctor's office with all those sick, other sick individuals when you could simply call a, a physician over the phone and get a prescription uh, right, th- have them call it in right there, and there are services like that as well. And so home health care is going to be something that's going to be big. And I also think um, they haven't even begun to scratch the surface as far as the human uh, genetics and, and other things that people are able to uh, capitalize on as far as finding out somebody's, um, you know, whether they'd be uh, predisposed to a certain disease, uh, a certain illness, or, or, or other things like that. And, um, you know, that's something that uh, is kind of a second part of this data puzzle. It's you know, looking at your med- electronic medical records, what what is in there? What can they find to help uh, prevent uh, the illness from getting worse? Number two, uh, using this issue of uh, these genetic testings before to catch potentially a cancer risk before um, you know it happens. Or number three, and this is where technology gets into uh, the equation. That is. What happens when they start using the data from, for example, your Apple Watch or other uh, Fitbit types of things to continuously monitor your blood pressure, continuously monitoring your heart rate, all of those things, when they combine all of those those things together. And I actually read a headline earlier uh, this week about uh, these insurance companies that might actually let you have a premium for a lot less if you're able to uh, share data from your uh, Fitbit watch or, or other things. And so that's going to be uh, something we'll have to pay attention to. 402-342-1290. Uh, if you'd like to join the call, let's take uh, take Jim on the program. Jim, uh, welcome to the show. How's it going today? Not too bad, Sean. It's been a while since I've talked to you. Oh, yeah. Hey, how's it going, regular Jim? Uh, not too bad. Hey, um, I kind of found it ironic. I was planning on I kind of – I listened to both – stations just be honest with you and yeah. uh, and of course the other stations playing the game so uh-huh. i had the chance to listen to your show and i like to do that when i get a chance you know 
Thanks. And it's ironic because I was thinking about, you know, I'm always constantly thinking about the Health Care Affordable Care Act that we're dealing with. And I always think about you when I first do, because me and you have talked many a times. Sure. And uh, I thought about the idea, when you guys were sitting there talking about the future of health care, I thought it was kind of interesting to the idea, I thought about this. There's 320 million Americans in this country, and we're all, and, and basically, even if half of them decided that, hey, uh, I have some elements, you know, I have uh, issues of my health, and I'm going to go check and maybe check out different doctors, see how much they would charge me to take care, you know, to, for my health problem. Mm-hmm. Now they did that. That that would you know you would shop around and oh, this doctor okay I'll, I'll do that for that price. And if if that was the case, then their health care would be taking care of what we consider the free market, wouldn't it? Yeah. Now what would that happen to the Affordable Care Act if half of the 320 million Americans did that? Shopped around on their own instead yeah, of bought. Exactly. Exactly. Has anybody thought about that? No, I mean, I think that's a great point. I mean, that's you know, one of the indirect things that, that came out of it is they published all of this Medicare payment data. Sure. And so you're able to see these discrepancies. And actually, on Thursday, they, they released uh, payment data for um, drugs, uh-huh. drug companies. Uh-huh. For example, I think, uh, you know, I always like to rip on uh, Nexium, the purple pill for heartburn. Sure. Because as opposed to AstraZeneca or, well, you know, what the other competitor, like, you know, we're spending a billion dollars on, on, on that but, particular but drug. Sean, but, Sean, the way I looked, the way, the way I just explained it to you, and, and I think you just agreed with me, is the idea that the people would take care, control of their own health care. And the, and, and, the, and the free market determines what will happen, and that, that Affordable Care Act would just go away. I think it's possible, and you're, you're, I think you're right, right on something there, Jim, because one of the things I've always said is, is when you look at the healthcare industry in general, it's about half government and half private free yeah. market pay. Sure. And so it's kind of, I always use the analogies like fourth down and goal, yeah. one of them's going to win. But sir, can I ask you another quick question? Sure. Because me and you've talked about this before. Why haven't we questioned what happened before 2010 when they had the hearings and they were talking to the pharmaceutical companies, they were talking to the doctors, they were talking to the hospitals, they were talking to the insurance companies? And why, why weren't we paying attention to find out exactly what was being said? I mean, before the Affordable Care Act, wasn't there subsidies and things going on, agreements made with these pharmaceuticals, doctors? Weren't these all agreements? And, and, and that's why maybe health care was so high at that time. And yet, now we're going to make it legal by doing the Affordable Care Act. Make what legal? What well, do you mean by that? Well, make what the agreements were before the Affordable Care Act. You see what I'm getting at? Do you, do you, let me ask you it this way. Do you possibly agree with the idea that there was maybe agreements made with the federal government towards the pharmaceutical companies, towards the hospitals, towards the doctors, or even the insurance companies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's documented. Okay. They were, those were made, those agreements were made. When you make those agreements, doesn't that tend, when the government gets involved in things, make the price of, of anything go up? Sure. Okay, now that we know that, now that you're agreeing with me, now go, now go forward a little bit and say, okay, now we're going to pass a congressional law, a federal law, the Affordable Care Act, and now we're just going to make what we have been doing in the past, we're just going to make it legal now. Right, and it's going to be more expensive. Yeah, exactly. That's my point that I'm trying to make. Yeah, well, I mean, well, when they tax the pharmaceutical industry, they're like, we're going to, we won't. Oh, it's basically so their lobbying firm, lobbying arms of those organizations didn't destroy the bill. But, Sean, what you just said, lobbying arms. 
That is not how the government's supposed to run. No. Thank did, you. Did you hear the, uh, I heard it this week, that the money spent on lobbying is uh, out is more than what costs to run Congress? That's exactly right. So me, my question to you and everybody listening to your show, and hopefully this will get around, I mean, hopefully we're going to wake up. My question is, why are we letting this happen? Why have we let it happen for so long? When are we going to stop it from happening? And when are we going to be able to take back our control over our health care and any other things that we, that we find? That is not in the Constitution, by the way, because you know I'm a constitutionalist, right? Sure. I just want to let you know, I, uh, I, kind, of, I kind of added a little more to my time. I'm a strict constitutionalist, okay? Let's just be clear on that. That's what I'm going to be telling everybody now. I'm not just a, I'm a strict constitutionalist. And we had some founding fathers like Madison and, and, and other uh, founding fathers who considered themselves strict, strict constitutions. And I, with my research I've been doing, Hamilton was not a strict constitutionalist. And I just want to be clear, because I said this to your producer, was one other thing that I wanted to say, was because of the Commerce Clause is, why, is partly why we got the Affordable Care Act. It's not their business. They, they, they expanded the Commerce Clause way too much. And I have other sources than just what I researched on I have two or three other sources that that agreed with that also. Hmm. So until we take back control what our founding fathers gave us, the original intent of the Constitution, we're going to keep on dealing with what we're dealing with now. Yeah. Hey, well, well said, Jim. Uh, any predictions for the Supreme Court case coming up? Well, are you talking about the uh, what, King, are you talking King about versus the, Burwell? Do you think? How do you think that's going to play out? Which 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 case? King versus Burwell. Are you talking about the uh, gay marriage, or what are you talking no, about? No, I'm about talking about the Obamacare subsidies. Oh, the Obamacare subsidies. Well, that uh, it, it goes back to the idea of Obamacare subsidies. Uh, that did, okay. Let me let me explain it this way. Okay, what did the what did Congress what did the House and the Senate agree to when they wrote the legislation? Is 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 in the legislation stated as a fee? And let's go back to the previous case when it was stated as a fee, and it got to the Supreme Court, and Roberts said, well, it's a tax. Well, see, your, your Supreme Court justice, uh, your chief Supreme Court justice, rewrote the, uh, the, the law. He don't have the right to write the law. He just either tells us whether it's constitutional or not. Yeah. If Congress says it's a fee and that's the way we wrote it, that's the law you've got to agree whether it is. You don't got, you don't, it, it, it ain't the Supreme Court's preview to, to uh, rewrite it to, to, uh, to uh, define it the way he did. Either it's constitutional or it isn't. Yeah. So my point that I'm trying to get back at, the Congress, the legislative branch, writes the law, the executive enforces the law, the judicial just tells you whether it's constitutional or not. And, oh, by the way, the executive hasn't enforced many laws in the last six years, and yet our House of Representatives, who has sole purpose of impeachment, hasn't impeached him. Yeah. That's simple. It's it's very a simple thing. Once you pick up the Constitution and actually read it, there you go. Yeah. Hey, Jim, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to America's Healthcare Challenge. 402-342-1290 if you want to jump in. We're going to take a time out here for a moment, and then we'll give you my uh, final thoughts for the week and um, uh, some things that uh, I'll leave you with when we come back. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. Uh, OnlineHealthReformExplained.com has all of our best interviews and then the soundcloud page obviously has you know the 300 or so uh, segments because uh, we've been doing this for a while so we'll be right back